to the two bucks podcast i'm one of your hosts wavy dante and i am dawn d antoinette and welcome we've been on a little bit of a hiatus kind of i feel like yeah because you kind of had a injury there yeah i um to our listeners i did tear my achilles and <laughs> <laughs> yes i did tear my achilles i don't really know what else to say about he has that. to laugh about it because it's a it's a moment where he realizes that Kobe is the GOAT. Kobe really is the greatest player of all time because after tearing my Achilles, I had to be helped to my car. I actually, my boss and one of my homeboys right. or other coworkers actually had to put me over their shoulders. And I'm what, 5'7? 5'6? Right. right. Kevin's what, 6'2, six 6'8? Six right. Elijah's what, 6'1? So I'm just like hanging, hanging, <laughs> dangling. And this man, Kobe, actually made two free throws and walked off the court on his own power but anyways we are back <laughs> and you are healing so and i am healing i'm almost go. out of this pink cast that i have but today we're not going to talk about my injury we're going to talk about we're going to talk about parenting and single motherhood and yeah i think yeah that, that this is going to be a good one this is going to be a really good one because you know, that's my biggest question that i get from this podcast and mm-hmm. i get it a lot of times not even from the podcast just in general when they see you and I, you know that's a that's a reverence. That's a good thing because it's you that they see that make me ask. I mean, that make them ask, "How did I do this?" That's my biggest question. How did I do this? Mm-hmm. So, what is usually your answer when they say, "How did you do this?" Like what? I think my first thing is is that it was God because I prayed. I prayed. I prayed from the moment that I knew that it was going to be just me in this long haul of doing this. I prayed. Um, so a lot of times I'll say it was God, and then and then I'll just say, you know, that it was work. It was work. I don't want to say, I don't like saying that it's hard. Um, I like saying that it was work because being a parent is a job and it is work. It's a full-time job and and it's work and you have to constantly work at it because, you know, most of the time when you're a parent, you you didn't get no book that said, here's how you do parent. There's no, there's no parenting one-on-one book. Hey, hey, you ain't really had the greatest examples just to throw that out there. Lord knows. I I really didn't have a lot of great examples at all none in this parenting thing so I kind of like had to you know lean on my faith and I had to lean on things that I knew that I wanted to do differently from when I was brought up which is the main thing that I went with I didn't want to do certain things I didn't want you to feel the way that I felt growing up as a kid so I was like oh no I've got to make things different I've got to do things different I think a couple times too where um you know we talk about the labor of it and you talk about how it wasn't easy I think there was a lot of times you were tested and even I remember the one time I really kind of felt like, wow, does somebody think my mom's not doing a great job or kind of makes 
or just made it seem like you know like they just kind of tested you was mm-hmm. um do you remember that game we played there wasn't a, i don't know if it was a game or a practice but um i won't name the coach's name mm-hmm. but my coach said i think the reason you don't respect men is because you don't have a father in your life mm-hmm. and i was like whoa like like what because i've always thought as myself to be a good kid i remember i got to high school and going up to school with them white folks everybody thought i had this bad attitude and i was right. this, this terrible <laughs> right. kid who was right. mischievous and doing bad things right. but it was um it was that moment that made it made me think like what am i what kind of example am i representing for my mother if i made someone think that right. and I've only heard great things from people throughout my entire lives to you saying, you know, you've done such a great job. Right. Da, 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 da. Oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, my goodness. So in that. So for that to come out the way that came out at the age that that it was came like out. Freshman year. Was yeah, freshman it was kind of like, where is this coming from? And I think that was the opening of the door of understanding. I think that's where we begin to understand. Not we didn't begin to understand it. We just begin to have lessons mm-hmm. about um people it's really just us that was it was that was the big awakening moment for me where i realized wow it's it's really me and my mom in this right and because you know when you get a coach you know your first high school coach you're thinking okay you know i'm about to i got dreams to go play basketball in the league i got dreams to play college and all this stuff and the first thing out of their mouth is i don't think you respect men because of this and i was like like it really made me think that the world was against me but it gave me so much peace of mind i remember i calmed you down in the car because yeah because i was getting ready to go in there and not that you don't nobody talk crazy <laughs> to my baby you don't nobody talk crazy to my baby first and then you surely don't talk crazy about me mm-hmm. and my parenting with everything that i had done for you mm-hmm. oh no i was getting ready to go in there and let that man have it and i remember i calmed you down and i said it it was the awakening it was like it's really just me and you i don't care what he says i know i respect men you know what i mean we have men in my family i've never had a problem with i've never you know outspoken there were men parents that Mm -hmm. that meaning men parents meaning that um couples in places where you would go over to their houses and those men would tell me you have done an awesome job with this boy i love dante I have men that steal from when you were in elementary school. They'll see us around this hill where we live, and they'll be like, oh, my God, how is Dante doing? How is Dante doing? He is such a great kid. So that was such a shock. Yeah. Because all up until then, when you would go out with these other men Mm. that you were just hanging out and playing with their kids Mm. and doing things that you you had to obey them and spend the night over, and they had nothing but great things. So out of nowhere, from a little basketball practice. Yeah, because I remember you threatened me when I would go over people's houses. I better not hear you. Nothing. I better not hear not one single thing. So I had the fear, the fear of God in my heart that if a bad report was given, oh that, uh, I don't know that what would happen. Is that why the parents happen. think you were so great? Yeah, because I mean, I wasn't going to try to act crazy in somebody's house and just, you know, tear up the walls, you know, maybe there, maybe my friends, I've always had friends. We were always doing extra stuff. I'm right. not going to make it seem like, you know, we were these heavenly kids we were probably jumping off of buildings we shouldn't have jumped off at a young age and doing things we had no business doing but it was always in the back of my mind you know i have to i have to give a respect to them i have to don't overstay your welcome you would always say when they would like say can i stay over three and four days oh my gosh they love dante so much they'd be like oh he can stay Mm -hmm. oh they'd have clothes for him like you don't have to bring him no clothes we'll get he'll be fine but it would always be a thing of I, I want to enjoy my time here and I want to 
I would always I would talk with the parents too. I think that was the other yeah. thing. Sometimes we would just sit and talk about just anything, sports, right? Um, school, just opinions I've had. I've always, for some reason, talked with parents and the Del Ponte specifically. Like yeah. there'll be times where I'll just go and kick it and I'll text Mr. Del Ponte. I'll text right. Mrs. Del Ponte. I'll right. talk to Mr. Del Ponte about some food or some questions I got. Right. Because there's there's certain fathers since I've had an absent father that I, I see how present they are in their children's lives and the way they move and the way they love and the way they support their kids to where I take interest in that. Because I, I want to have children. I'm about to have maybe what, five, six, seven, Ooh, maybe Lord. ten of them. Shout out to my wife. She's gonna be ready. She really gonna be ready. I'm so sorry, wife. But um <laughs> There's there has been men in my life that have been present where it's they've been an example. They've been a great example. And you've done such a, you know, again, excellent job throughout these 22 years, almost 23 now, just 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 coaching me through this thing by yourself. And I think that's it right there. What you're saying when you say the word coaching. I mean, I think that that's kind of what it was when, you know, like people ask me, like, you know, doing this. What did you do? I talked to you. I shared things with you. I didn't let you sit at home. I didn't let you take your Game Boy out when we were going to dinner and play Game Boy at the dinner table all night long. Nope. You had to sit there. You had to listen to that grown folk conversation. And when they would ask you your little boy question, you had to answer that question. You had to engage. Um, I remember you had to go to the nail shop. And I remember the nail shop people used to be like, he can come anytime because kids would run all around the nail shop and act the fool. I was quiet. And there used to be a sign up, watch your kids. They, the nail shop Asian chicks used to love Dante because he would just come and sit in his chair. I'll talk to the ladies there. And talk. And then he'd go sit in his chair and play his Game Boy and be quiet. I remember there was one time there was a lady and she was trying to talk to me about Buddhism. And, um, That's right. I was just sitting there talking, 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 talking. I would always talk to all ladies. The I shop. can't remember. I can't believe you remember the story. And then she was like, she was talking to me about Buddhism, and I was like, "That's stupid." So like, I didn't really have a great filter sometimes. You know, I really, my heart was there, but he I, would just say stuff. I would just say he stuff. He would just come out his mouth any old kind of way. He was like, "Yep, that was stupid," because he was going to church, and he was like, Mm-mm. I, was like "I don't know what she's talking about." <laughs> that don't make no sense. That don't make really no little. sense to me. But, it made but no shouts sense. out to the Buddhists. You know, I respect y'all religion. I do not think it's stupid i am sorry for my younger self especially to that woman if you are listening i apologize um <laughs> young me is totally different from the more adult me now <laughs> and you were okay she didn't take anything to it but it, again it was that i was always teaching you and i always put you in situations i took you on vacations i mean i put you on a ship that doesn't count see now this part i'm a challenge because you say you take me on vacations and then you'll say we've already been there so I was only speaking at this moment of the one that I know you remember, not the Jamaican one that you want to continuously say you never went. And you can say, oh, you've been there. I've got pictures. It's the same thing. I've got pictures. You were in Jamaica. Anyway, then let's talk about the one where you were. You went on a cruise ship. Ooh, I cruise was fun. See? So I would take Dante on vacations. I would take Dante out. I put him on a plane. I got on a plane with him. We went to San Francisco. Remember when we hung out with Lo? Well, you don't remember that one either because you're probably a little bit too young. Child, bro. But again, he's done. <laughs> I made sure that he did a lot of things. So that was another thing. I didn't let him just, you know, sit in the house and just play games. And I wouldn't let him go over a friend's house where that's all he was doing all the time. I knew the friend's houses that he went to, they did get out and they were mischievous because they did get out and they did do stuff and they ran around the neighborhood on skateboards and things that I wasn't all that excited about. Yeah, you really used to hate skating. Oh, you really man, used to I hate hated skating. I don't know why. And he would, because I, I, I wanted you guys, to skate so bad. I Me and Mike was, was 
school me and mikey shouts out to mikey man i miss you mrs mom pass mr mom pass thank y'all so much for the for the food the love the shelter y'all gave me over those years look at this me and mikey would skate up and down this this concrete hill over on Maryland. noticed hill guys and we would just be moving on these boards man and then we went to what redondo we'd just be skating up and down pch bro it was a dream shouts out to mikey man i miss you hope all is well that's what i'm talking about as a parent you're always like you're trying to protect so please don't break no legs please don't break no dante lived 22 years on this earth which don't make sense and did not break one bone until he decided that he was grown and he was gonna go play basketball with his boss and now we've had an hiatus what i don't know why anyways we're not going to talk about this injury anymore again we're talking about uh woo, really tore my achilles but, <laughs> but no seriously when we talk when we talk about me being a single parent and me being a single mother it's not necessarily what i ever thought it would be i, I thought i wanted i didn't necessarily want this i wanted to have a home because again my dad was always married and divorced you know i went through four divorces with my father yeah, like five grandmothers exactly so you know i didn't want that you know so i wanted to have a, a mother and a dad in there and then when it didn't happen i just knew okay well i have to take on this responsibility and i have to do the best that i can so i always just i put you first i always kept you first i didn't really date i, I didn't really date when when you were growing up i, I used to press she okay let's let's tell the truth you didn't really date, but you did date because there was a couple dudes that came through. There was a couple, of and dudes I remember like, one of them. I used to press him. Ooh, I used to press him. Ooh, I used to press him. <laughs> I would press everybody, you know, because I, like I said, I had no filter, so you know, I would ask questions. Are you gonna be my dad? You know, just just free thinking, serious question. You don't have to feel pressured by you answering it. All I know is he would say that too. You know, I'm not. I'm, but you know, I just want to know. What's up? As he got older, he would be like, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what you're gonna do here. This was my child. That was that. That was part of that training. I was going, dang, I should have done a little bit better training on that. <laughs> Where's that filter on his mouth? Put a, a filter on his mouth. That boy don't stop talking. Because <laughs> he just says stuff sometimes. Uh, but um, but I did. I did. I kept you first. Mm-hmm. I kept you first, and then I was trying to make sure that I showed you everything, so that way you would know. Mm-hmm. So when parents ask me, I'm like, it's work. It's work, and it's work if you're single or if you're in a relationship. It's work on both parts to show those to show these kids life and then to show them how to be in this life and how to deal with things that come up in this life definitely and how they're how to build their um character definitely on how they're gonna live and how they're gonna move one thing i think you said earlier that i liked is um parenting never stops and i'm 22 now so i'm i'm more of an adult i make my own decisions more of it's not really like you know can I go? Can I do this? Can I? It's not really a, it's more of a mom. What do you think about this? What do you right. think about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Say, say, say. Um, so I think what do you, what, I was going to say, what do you think about being a parent after their kid is 18 years old? Yeah. Cause I think that's one of the things I did when I was cutting you off. I'm sorry. That's one of the things parenting doesn't stop at 18. And it always amazes me when I hear people say, Ooh, they're 18, I'm done with them. I can't wait for them to get 18. Just because they're 18, that doesn't mean anything. And I'm sorry, actually, when you were 18, you were still just 17. You know what I'm saying? Because because you were still young. By the law, you were 
considered uh, legal, but so what? You know, and then when you turn 21, okay, you still. I was lit. Ooh. Yeah. Vegas 21. I did. I threw him a nice party, guys. Yeah. 21 was popping. 21 was popping. Anyway, but you know, again, you, you are always, I believe that you are always a teacher in your child's life. Now, it is different at 22 because, no, I don't have, you don't have to ask. And I don't have to say, Dante, this is how you do X, Y, and Z. Now it's more of a, and you don't have to ask me to go somewhere, but now it's more of a, hey, mom, what do you think? I really believe we have a, an amazing friendship. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you're my son. Yes, you respect me because you still give me total respect as your mother. But I believe that we have an amazing friendship. You get mad at me just like everybody else. You get an attitude with me just like everybody else. And I look at you when you get an attitude and I have to decide whether I'm going to cuss you out like I do everybody else. Or if I'm going to give you a second for you to come back around for you to get on the right foot. I mean, (laughs) that's just where we are now. But again, I think that comes from the fact that it's always a communication. We've always talked. I've always showed you. I've always told you still to this day. Dante, everything that comes around, it always seems to come back to, but did you talk to him? But what did you say? And a lot of times, sometimes now I catch you when you're (laughs) chastising me or telling me something or trying to, you know, install some stuff on me. You're saying my words. You're saying, but mom, you got to do this. You should do this. And I'm listening to you and I'm like, okay, you know, you've got your own way of saying it, but in the bottom line, it's what I've already said to you, so yeah, you're saying it in a different way, and I'm like, wow, yeah, that's how I need to handle that, or that's what I should do with that. Yeah, I find myself checking, trying to grow and be a better person, and one thing I think you've always said is that I'm still learning things at 50, so I'm always trying to check myself and figure out, you know, how can I move better in certain situations where I may step wrong, what did I do wrong in this situation, in relationships where I may have gone wrong What did I do wrong in this relationship And it's just just consistently Knowing that you can grow And it's It may be uncomfortable to call out yourself When you are wrong a couple of times It may be It may be not the easiest thing to do But it's necessary Right. And I just yeah like I said it's necessary It's just it's a part of growth It's a part of this walk It's a part of getting to whatever point I want to get to In my life and I thank you for being that example consistently, even at this age that we're at now, because it's not, we're not, I'm not a kid anymore, you know, we're not, not the same thing, but we still do have a, a much greater friendship beyond, so I can come to you with something I'm struggling with, with this injury, like the mental part of this injury is, is definitely the hardest part at first, but right. I've kept high spirits throughout the whole thing, and I've been able to, to tell you, you know, when I'm kind of a little funkier, I've been able to tell you kind of when, you know, I'm a little sideways about something but if having that avenue of communication and having that ability to have someone to talk to mm-hmm. without judgment without mm-hmm. you know knowing that oh maybe they think of me like this that's definitely it's, it's a it's a relief it's like you're not like my therapist but like you're my therapist you know what i mean it's just <laughs> i get someone i can talk to without judgment i get someone i can talk to that understands where my heart is and it makes a lot of things easier Uh, Yeah, and then, you know, that's part of it, too. Parenting, being a parent, you need to realize you do wear so many different hats. You know, growing up, I was your cheerleader, you know. Now I'm, I'm, like you said, I guess uh, I can be your therapist, but then I'm also your friend. And then at the same time, then I'm your mother. So that's how come I said it's it's work to be a parent. And it doesn't stop because, you know, you're going to do other things in life. And the thing is, is that we as parents, we've already done a lot of things. So we want our kids to have it easier, in a sense. We want our kids to be able to do 
much bigger and better things than I've done. You know, I want you to exceed and do way more than what I've done because I want you to be able to show your kids the things that are like, whoa. So your kids will be like, yeah, I got to do better than my dad. I feel that. So again, it's just a working thing. It's a working thing, and I'm so, and I'm not sorry. You guys need to you need to have God in your lives because it just makes it just that much easier when they do act a little crazy. Speaking about that, um, I think the thing that made it easier for me not having a father, and there's a song Donnie McClurkin talks about where he's like, my mother may not be the queen, but my father's king of everything. And that's always made me feel like, like my dad is my heavenly father. I've never felt, you know, like I haven't had that fatherly love because you know, again, there have been men that came in my life that have shown me examples of what it means to be a good man. And you've done a really good job of being that, you know, mother, but also playing the role of a father at the same time while you have to. And I really appreciate how, you know, every every Mother's Day, there's always this war between. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Between, you know, fathers, single mothers, awareness day, dudes are mad that men and kids are saying this. Or it's just a whole war of, you know. Mother's Day is basically a day that some people perceive as bashing absent fathers. And I really appreciate that throughout these whole 22 years, you've never, you never demonized him. You never demonized, you know, or said, you know, he did this, did, 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 did. it's never been like a, right. a, a, a average picture of, you know, what you would think a single mother would say about a father that isn't present in her life. You never made it difficult for me to try and think about accepting him you never made anything rough for me when it comes to him you really let me decide my own path with this right and i appreciate that because i think if that day ever does come you know that he does choose to talk to me choose to enter my life want a relationship with me which i i, I believe it may happen right um that i i have a i have an ability to be receptive to what he's going to say rather than a, a cold heart you know what i mean right. my guard's not my guard's not, you know, on. I'm not listening to anything you're gonna say type stuff. It's a, for sure. What's up? You know what I mean? It's not a. It's not. I'm shutting you out at all costs because of what you may have done to my mother. Even mm-hmm. so, it's it's regardless of the fact that y'all's relationship doesn't work out. It, you've never ostracized me possibly having a relationship with him, right. and I appreciate that because it, me thinking about it, if I was to have kids with some of the girls that I've been with, woo, I wouldn't talk negative about them, but. <laughs> But it would be hard. hard. It would be hard. Yeah, it's definitely a challenging thing to do because, you know, you're your own person. And I realize this. You're the same way. I'm my own person. You're your own person, too. You just happen to be, you know, I'm your child. You're my mother. Right. But you, you know, like you said, you've done your own thing. You know, before me, you were what? How old are you? You have me? 28. So 28. Like you have been you've been doing plenty of stuff for however many years doing whatever without a child. Exactly. So. I just really appreciate how through all this time it's never been um I've never had that issue of wow I hate my father I'll never ever talk to him ever in my life I've never had the issue of is my mom you know just mad willy-nilly like right hate hate men type stuff it's I've never had that and I thank you for that because I see it every single every single mother's day it's a consistent battle and I'm like bro like I think people that don't aren't in the situation obviously shouldn't talk about it i think i've said that before in previous podcasts but it's 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 easier to have that easier what you've done in my life and i appreciate what you've done in my life again and thank you you're so welcome you're so welcome i love you 
I love you too, bro. It's, it's been good. It's been a lot of downtime with this um, Achilles injury. Uh, we spent a lot more time together. Woo. Yeah, we have, especially here lately. Woo, my goodness. We've been watching Game of Thrones. Um, That's a little scary sometimes. She asks a question every single second about the show. Instead of watching the show for Game of Thrones, my mother asks questions about what's going on and what's going to happen in the future. So I have to tell her to just watch. She I also do doesn't well. remember anybody's name, which makes everything more different. And we're on I'm season sorry. six right now. I'm so sorry. I think you got a couple names. You I know, do. Who, whose names you got? Uh, Arya. Arya. Khaleesi. Daenerys. Khaleesi. Good. Uh, her name is Daenerys. That's her. That's her real name, Daenerys. They don't even call her Khaleesi anymore because she's not with the Dothraki. Oh my gosh! See, look at that. I don't get what it. What about the imp? That's your favorite one. He's my favorite one, and I always say his name wrong. She always calls. She calls Tyrion the imp. Because I, I can't remember Tyrion. Because I think the first time they introduce him, they call him Imp a couple times. So. Arya said, "Where's the Imp? Where is the it Imp?" And that just stuck. That's the Imp. So, but I do. I am trying to get his name because I really like him. And then I know Jamie's name. That's the the King Killer, King Slayer. See, I get it wrong. So yes, we are enjoying this Game of Thrones <laughs> binge. Um, also. Um, I'm working on a couple things that I would like to shamelessly plug. Yes, Profiles do. coming up soon. We have a show with Jarvis Neely, 46 in Noriega, that I'm working on. Hey. I've never used Adobe Premiere, so I've been working with this software. And I think I'm getting pretty decent at it. Also trying to design my own logo. This this downtime has been nice. Like, See? I told nice. you the downtime could be good because you, you can't you can't jump in a car, y'all. Can't go nowhere. It's his right foot. It's his driving foot. He can't do nothing. So he's had a lot of downtime. And then we've got my party coming up, and you're the photographer. I'm a photographer. I've been taking a lot of nice photos. He's been doing a lot of Oh, yeah, shout out the party. Nice... Shout out the party. Oh, yeah, my party's coming up. My, I have to, we'll have to talk about my party afterwards. But I am rolling out something special at my party this year, something really special. So we'll give a recap then we'll next week. We'll give a week. recap. We'll give okay. a recap. But um, he's been taking pictures too, guys. He's got some really nice pictures. You guys need to bug him about them so he'll put them up because he don't put them up. Yeah, I got a lot of, I just want to get better. But um, yes, follow us on social media at the Two Bucks Podcast. Yes. That is the number two in Bucks. Everybody knows Bucks. You know, B-U-C-K-S. That's us. Podcast, all one word. Facebook, Instagram. Facebook, Two Bucks Podcast. Sorry, they're both the same. It's the same. It's all good, though. You know, <laughs> Wavy Dante, you can also follow me and um, check out things that I am keeping up with as far as profiles and also everything Inglewood. Watch out for that. I am working with... um. Emmett McGee and Kevin Nash and we're going to roll out a media platform in the city of Inglewood. I'm so excited about that. Like I'm doing something. I promise you all I'm acting like I live in Inglewood right now. Yeah, we we are we are making we're showing what's going on in Inglewood and showcasing it because Inglewood is changing and oh, excuse me, I burped, but there needs to be a lot of <laughs> a lot of focus on Inglewood before it looks completely different and nobody and you people need to get out there too and get involved in different things in definitely. your areas. And if you're in Inglewood, you really need to get involved right now because Inglewood is about to blow up. We're from Pasadena also, and Pasadena is doing a lot of changes right now. So our people in Pasadena, you people need to get involved. Organize. Organize Organize. and do things for the city and around the city and keep our kids and keep our areas and keep our things, you know, for us as well. How are you going to say that you don't live in Pasadena no more? Hey, Dina is, I'm a Dina girl forever. You still do pull up. I pull up often. Often. Let them know. <laughs> Anyways, you're listening to the Two Bucks Podcast. We're signing off. This is Wavy Dante. And I am Dawn D'Antoinette. Thanks y'all for tuning in. Peace, man. Think I'd leave you down when you're down on your knees.